welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I hope everything is good with you. And I hope everything is good with yours. Let's get into this bad boy. Uh, I want to make the topic of discussion before I move on. Music. It's real simple. Music. Just thank you very much. There's benefits to listen to music. First of all, I want to start off by saying I come from a generation. I'm going to call it the pre-cable generation. The pre-cable generation, music meant everything to us. When you came in late at night, all you had was late night uh, old movies. And I'm talking about black and white movies. There was no ESPN. There was no MTV to turn to, no BET. So you were dependent upon music between the hours of 2 a.m. to, say, 6 o'clock. You got on TV what was called test patterns. Every channel you turned to was just this test pad or U-log type thing where the TV stations actually went off. I hope I'm not dating myself too much, but TV stations used to go off for the evening. They would give you like the national anthem and then they would shut down to the morning. So if you came in from a party, and we're not talking 100 years ago, I am talking 1980, 1981, 1982. You came home from a party and you still was in the mood to be up and you was feeling good and you had company. You had to turn on the radio. You had to do that. Well, put some music on. We didn't even have CDs at the time. So music to my generation and all generations before me are very important because the radio was the boss. TV wasn't the boss. The radio was the boss. I mean, we are talking about the NBA championship games were held on three o'clock in the afternoon on tape delight that did not stutter the nba championships were on tape delay three o'clock in the afternoon the world series was played when i was coming home from school this stuff wasn't even prime time at that time the super bowl was not as big as it is there was no wrestlemanias there was no ufc you get the point i don't want to bore you with that so the benefits of listening to music, other than being just enjoyable as fuck, is that it, it helps you with emotions. It clears your thoughts or makes you think about things. It motivates you. It's a coping mechanism. Some people are sad. Some people are happy. It's like almost a drug. It allows you to express yourself through dance, art, and being a musician yourself. You can feel spirituality through music. It makes you feel good. It makes you reflect on situations, times going by, things that you might want to do in the future. It's a great storyteller. If you have the time to sit down and listen to your artists as they're performing and they're doing their song, their rap, or whatever that form of music might be, there might be a great story that they tell you. Music is great for memories reflecting on memories and think about this what do you know most of in your life if you was to add up everything that you can and will be able to do i guarantee you the amount of songs that you know from beginning to end or at least when you hear them will be at the top of the list of the things that you remember the most out of any subject matter music helps people connect Think about it. you got clubs you go to. Some people, you're only there because you're a club together. It gives co-workers something to go out and enjoy together. If you go to a barbecue or picnic, it's not as 
much fun or the beach without some music playing. Music relaxes you. I mean, and I already mentioned, it helps with your ability to remember. It can help you with your mood. We all like to most part, I'm, I hate to put everybody in one category. For the most part, we all like to exercise to some form of music. Some people sleep to music, so it's a stress release. Music is a cooperation when you create it with others. You have to cooperate if you're a drummer with the guitar player. The guitar player has to cooperate with the piano player, and the piano player has to cooperate with the, the lyricist. So it's all a cooperation. Music is a language that everybody on the planet understands. It's the one common denominator we all have. You do not have to understand the words of a song to feel a vibe from music. And in that being said, there are certain people in my life, and my life would be a lot emptier if I didn't have Nina Simone, if I didn't have Bill Collins and Peter Gabriel and Florence and Eddie and Stevie Wonder. And that was Ed, Eddie Vedder. If I didn't have who I consider the creator of modern music, Louis Armstrong, Tupac, Eminem, Pearl Jam, Genesis Pink Floyd, which is Roger Waters and David Gilmore. If I didn't have Depeche Mode in my life, which is for the most part to me, David Gahan. And I'm going to get to Pearl, I mean, Depeche Mode later on. But you know what? Music means so much to me. It is, uh, I love music. Literally, I love music. You know, the OJs had that song, I love music, any kind of music. You know, Bob Marley told you that once it hits you, you won't feel no pain. I mean, sometimes there is pain in music, but it's a sweet pain. It's a pain of memory, times gone by. Uh, what would your life be? Just ask yourself that question. What would your life be without music? Would it be the same? Would it be less fulfilling? Would it be, what would it be? I cannot answer that question for you. I just know that I've learned a lot. I felt a lot. Sometimes I didn't want to feel, and music made me feel in a situation. So I appreciate music. I appreciate all people who try to go out there and Form good music. I love to see it live. I love to listen to it on wax. I love to listen on a CD. I like to listen to old concerts. Uh, and I thank YouTube for allowing me to tap into some music that I may not own, some music that I learn about. So YouTube, as far as social media outlets go, is my number one source of places to go to find music. And I just appreciate the whole situation. I mean, because it's so uplifting. Now, we're going to move on to the regular portion of the show. So we had some tornadoes that came through Mississippi and I guess some parts of Alabama. And unfortunately, it killed 26 people. I feel for those people. I feel that they built the life and Mother Nature can be cruel at times. And she decided to take all of those things away, including lives. So those people who are suffering, I hope that we do everything in our power as a nation to alleviate some of the pain, the stress, and the pressures on these poor people. And to that weatherman, 
who prayed on national television, even though it was a short prayer. And he knew what was coming because he actually seen it in his mind live from the, the, the map that he had up in front of him. I appreciate the fact that he had empathy for other human beings and he didn't just talk about something else or send it off to someone else, that he was actually a human in that situation. And to that weatherman, I apologize for not knowing your name, sir, but I, you are appreciated. It did not go unnoticed to the people who watched. Willis Reed, the captain of the New York Knicks and a Hall of Famer, two-time NBA champion, has died at the age of 80. Everybody knows Willis Reed. He has one of the most iconic moments in the history of basketball, a sport that's been around, I say, 75 to 80 years. When he limped out on the court for the 19, I believe it was the 73 Knicks, it was, or the 1970 Knicks, it was the most amazing thing. It motivated that crowd. It motivated Walt Frazier, Walt Clyde Frazier, to have one of the greatest game sevens in the history of the NBA. And it represented New York, the grit, the grime, the grut of New York, that a man cannot even be held down even when he's hurting the way Willis was hurt because he only took two shots. He made them both, and then he came out the game because he could not go any further. But he wanted to motivate his teammates to help him out. He went on to also being, a, I believe, the coach and the president of the Knicks. That didn't end up as well. But I'm not here to just put any disparagement on the man's name. I just say rest in peace to Mr. Willis Reed. So we had a week of Trump. Donald Trump, former president of the United States, former 45th president of the United States. Donald Trump, I'm going to be arrested this day. That day came, didn't happen. Posting pictures of him uh, trying to look like a mafioso versus district attorney Alvin Bragg. That was fucking ridiculous. Him calling uh, DeSantis all kinds of names. This is a 70-some-odd-year-old man who acts like a child at all points and times. I mean, we can't ever get a serious word out of this man. I don't understand why he has followers, why he has people who are willing to jeopardize their freedom for him. I mean, he talked about death and destruction against other human beings. I mean, I wish that this indictment comes down and it comes down fast, hard, and let's move on from this situation. We need to move on from Trump or let him run up against DeSantis and let the Republicans show this country who they are. So some powder, some white powder was sent to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Brad, who is investigating Trump, right? Uh, this is ridiculous. I mean, this man should not be getting death threats for doing his job. He is paid to do a job, and then people get angry when he goes about the business of trying to do his job. Have I been happy with Alvin Brandt and how he has handled crime in New York City? No, I'm not going to say that. But am I going to compare apples to oranges in this situation? No, I'm not going to do that either. He has an opportunity to straighten up a situation against the former president, and that's his responsibility to do so. When you have a somebody you don't like and a prosecutor is bringing them up on charges, do you get mad at them for doing their job? So why are you getting mad at this man for doing his job? 
don't always make a comparison between one thing and the next thing. It, it, you know, certain situations don't add up to other situations. It just doesn't make sense. So this damn Trump, we talked about this, I believe. He wanted 74 million supporters to sign a petition, a petition against his arrest, right? And then if he also on the same petition, he was asking for anywhere from $24 to $3,300. So this dude takes a situation that's bad. He turns it into a scam. He turns it into a scheme. He turns it into some form of Ponzi by telling people that he can give them 1,500% uh, return on their money. Who can promise you that? How is that even legal to make a statement like that to the general public? I mean, he's not, they're not buying a, a product or a service. He's not going to be, if he wins the presidency, going to take your $2,400 and mail you back a $3,000 check. So what in the hell is he talking about here? Now, the L.A. teachers, I'm going to say, never having been a union member, I am very proud of them that tens of thousands of these L.A. teachers went out on strike to show support to the custodians, cafeteria workers, and bus drivers who staged a walkout last Tuesday to Thursday over protests of work condition and over their wages. Now, by Friday, the L.A. Unified School District and union leaders said they had reached a deal on the new pay raise for the bus drivers, custodians, and other support staff after that three-day strike, which shut down the second largest school system. There's always a victim when schools shut down, and the victims are the poor kids, the kids who actually rely five days a week on eating breakfast and lunch in a cafeteria at a school. And then they don't know how they're going to put food in their belly those five days when these schools are shut down. I feel bad for those kids. I feel horrible for those kids. I think that we should allow, uh, when situations like that, I don't know what to do because I'm not a, a member of politics or anything like that, but we have to wake up, make a means in a way that no children in this country should go hungry. No child should ever have to wonder if they're going to put something in their belly before they go to bed at night. It's just not fair. It's just not right. And I know there's no fair and there's no 100% right for this world, but I hate when children suffer. And I am glad for those teachers. And I am glad that they got their money and I knew that they had to do what they had to do to go about getting that money. But it's just sad that children had to suffer for three days. And you know they did. There's some of them who just don't have nothing, man. They don't even have a ramen noodle in the house. And their parents send them off to these schools and say, take care of my children because I'm not doing a good job myself. So we had Tashachi 69. This dude gets beat up in a uh, he gets beat up in the gym bathroom. Now let's make this straight. It's a criminal act to attack and beat somebody. Just because the majority of people do not like this gentleman doesn't mean that they have the right to just beat him down, film him, embarrass him. He's actually a walking embarrassment of himself. 
I think that this dude needs a lot of growing up to do. He helped take some really bad people off the streets. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that, no matter how you look at it. Now, am I with snitching? No, I'm not with snitching. But there's certain situations in life which are not fall under the capacity or term of snitching. Should he do 30 years for crimes that he did not commit? Probably not. I mean, should he have been associated with the type of people who were doing the type of crimes that they got convicted of? We know the answer to that already is no. Now, you make your bed and you lie in it. And the street code is bullshit. And I've talked about that on other shows. You got so many rats running around the street. You got so many rats who are in members of gangs every day. And that includes the mafia. And people are out and free to do some of the things they do because they are informants, because they are rats. And some of these people are known rats. And, you know, uh, the comparison that Tiscachi got beat up, but George George uh, Zimmerman didn't get touched is stupid. I mean, that's apples and oranges once again. I mean, and for those people who are so concerned about George Zimmerman when Tisachi got beat up, why can't they get on a bus, a train, a plane, or get in their fucking car and go down to Florida and confront George Zimmerman? No, they like talking on social media. They're not going to do shit. They're never going to do shit. They walk by George Zimmerman tomorrow and won't do shit. So it's fake to even bring his name up when somebody else gets hurt and they always have to say, well, he's walking around. Then what are you doing about it? Not that I'm asking you to go out and do anything about it, but what are you doing about it if you're one of those fucking idiots who bring this kind of shit up? You don't make sense. You don't make sense. I'm just hoping that this young man takes this beating, and I'm sure this is not the first beating that he's taken, that it helps him to grow, that it helps him to say some of the things that need to be said. I mean, for him to sit down and have a serious conversation and I'm sure some news outlet would let him do so. Where he can explain his situation and say, what do you, what would you have preferred me to do? Take a 25-year bid and not say a word? Or should I be free? And those who actually committed the crimes get the weight on them. Because there's no way in the world that they're supposed to walk free and he's supposed to be in jail either. So I had talked about the Depeche Mode earlier. I actually listened to Tepesh's Mode new album. It's called Memento Mori, which in Latin means we all must die. This, I thought, was a very good album. It's a darker album. This is not a Depeche Mode that you're going to hear in a club or a party or even a bar or anything like that. But this was steady. Uh, David's voice sound good. And here's some of the highlight songs that I think were on there. Ghost Again is fantastic. Don't Say You Love Me, Carolyn's Monkey, Before We Drown, People Are Good, and Speak To Me. These are the outstanding songs on this album. I highly recommend Memento Mori. Once again, Ghost Again, Don't Say You Love Me, Carolyn's Monkey, Before We Drown, People are good and speak to me. Now, I also watched this documentary. Is I guess it's from 2015. I didn't even know this thing existed until like two days ago. It's eight episodes. I guess this was an A&E documentary. It's called The Making of the Mob New York. 
it's a documentary, but acted out dramatically. Not a lot of uh, dialogue, but you also had actors while you had people chiming in from the sideline. It was very good. It talked about a lot of the myths and bullshit that we were taught due to the Godfather about the American mob and them not being involved with prostitution, them not being involved with drug trafficking, when we know that they made the most of their money off drug trafficking and human trafficking. And that's just the way it is. And they also show you that there were plenty of rats. There were plenty of turncoats. There was really no code. Uh, they were not men, uh, gentlemanly men or good fellas, if you will. So we had a lot of sports this weekend. We had the NCAA women, and we are down to the final four. Uh, well, we're down to almost the final four. In the final four is Iowa and LSU. Tonight, you got South Carolina, the defending champions versus Maryland, and you got Ohio State versus Virginia Tech. The winner of those two games will join Iowa and LSU. LSU is a very good team to Chick Reese on that team is very good. The chick on Iowa, uh, I believe, hun, what is this young lady's name? Caitlin. She is outstanding. I look forward to seeing Reese and uh, Caitlin in the WNBA in years to come. The NCAA men's have been crazy. San Diego State knocked off number one Alabama. Alabama could have did itself a favor by sitting Brandon Miller and his problems down because it really in the long run didn't help him. It didn't help them and it didn't help him. He was scoreless in the first game. He scored 19 in the second game. And in the third game, he lost to San Diego state. Miami then knocked off another number one in Houston. And this was the first time the elite eight had no number one teams. Not one number one team made it to the elite eight. Now Creighton, made it through to the Elite Eight for the first time in their history. Florida Atlantic made it through to the Elite Eight for the first time in their history. Now, the Final Four, for the first time since 1970, will have three teams making their first appearance. The U, Miami University, San Diego State, and Florida Atlantic all will be making their first appearances in the final four and they add in UConn and that makes up your final four. Now Saturday, Miami is going to play UConn. Florida Atlantic is going to play San Diego State. So we know that we're going to have Florida Atlantic or San Diego State in the men's NCAA finals. And the possibility that they play against Miami is great also. I mean, this could be the weirdest final of all times. And I mean, I bet you didn't have that in your brackets. I damn sure didn't have this in my brackets. So we finished up the World Baseball Classic. Shoshone Atoni, he beat the United States. And Japan won their third title. Shiani Tioni was the MVP. Uh, this dude, to be a good pitcher... And a great hitter is amazing to have so much talent in one human being where he is good on both sides of that plate is amazing. I mean, we don't have an American like that. I mean, I really don't know 
of anybody in my time who's ever done what he does does so we got a lot of wrestling coming up and andy kaufman's going to be inducted into the wwe class of 2023 hall of fame my thing with Andy andy kaufman is this andy kaufman put memphis for a lot of the country on the map he put jerry the king lawler for a lot of people who had never heard of him on the map did andy kaufman add to the legacy of professional wrestling yes he did he was in a hot angle for a minute wwe didn't want to really touch that male versus female thing jerry knew how to play it jerry knew how to work it so Andy got what he wanted. He got to live out his dream to be a professional wrestler for a minute. And Jerry, the King Lola, got to be able to capitalize off of others' mistakes who did not see the money and the goal, the sellouts and ass and seats that he saw. Now, before I get to WrestleMania 39, I just want to talk real briefly about Dell Technology Match Play. The final four was Rory McIlroy, Scotty Shuffler, Cam Young and Sam Burns. Now, Sam Burns went on to win this. Rory beat Scotty Scheffler for that third place constellation match. This was one of the rare tournaments that I actually watched almost all of the golf from Wednesday, not Thursday, from Wednesday through Sunday. It was fantastic watching these guys play one on one, getting to see dudes go head up. Uh, this is totally different than your regular type golf where you, you go by strokes. This is just, I need to be mano y mano on this one hole. Either I take the hole or you take the hole. And by 18, whoever's got the most wins. And sometimes you don't have to go to 18. I don't want to explain match play scoring to you because if you don't like golf, it's too detailed and it's not something you should be going into. But you can look it up online. I'm sure YouTube and places like that have places where they could easily explain what match play golf is. So, Tiffany Fatu, formerly known as Naomi, has confirmed that she is no longer with the WWE. Her and Sasha Banks left or walked out or whatever you want to call it last year on the WWE. And it took almost a complete year for her to confirm that I guess negotiations can't be met. Uh, they, she's not coming back. Now, this is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is a never say never business. Naomi goes somewhere and she's not, she's now going to be known as Tiffany. She goes somewhere and she is lights out and she's selling out and she's getting a lot of buzz online. Who says that the door does not open for her and Sasha to rejoin the WWE at a later occasion? I've seen people get supposedly banned from a wrestling company to no, to one day re-signing with them. So this is definitely a never say never business. Now, WrestleMania is next Saturday and next Sunday. And I'm going to go through the matches and who I think and why I think they should win or what it would mean. You got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. That's for the Women's SmackDown Championship. I think Rhea Ripley should win this match so that somebody in the Judgment Day can have some gold. It doesn't hurt Charlotte to lose to Rhea. 
this helps Rhea in every way, shape, and form. I don't think that people want a long run from Charlotte to begin with. Maybe Charlotte could then get into another angle. Bianca Belair, Oscar versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. I think that Oscar should definitely lose this match. It's no time to take this belt off Bianca Belair. Uh, Oscar, I love her to death, but I really don't like this new uh, evil Oscar that I'm not buying into being evil, so it makes no sense. Brock Lesnar is going up against Omos. I don't see Brock Lesnar actually doing the job for Omos. The only way that I could see this actually turning out in Omos' favor is because Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley's thing is up in the air. You could have Bobby Lashley then jump in and him almost beat down Brock Lesnar with MVP to restart the Hurt Business. I think that would be a good turn there. Gunther is going up against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in the triple threat for the Intercontinental Champion. I don't know out of honor, would they just want to give Sheamus this title so that he could be a Grand Slam champion for the WWE? But if not, I would like to see Gunther retain the title. I like what he's doing. I like the way he they're doing his character. I like the way he carries himself. Stiff, uh, strong style. It's, it's very entertaining to me. Austin Theory and John Cena are going to be kicking off WrestleMania. For the United States Championship match, there is no reason for Cena to win this belt. They don't need Cena running around doing promos for whatever movie or TV show he has out there with Theory's belt and burying Theory. They should make Theory look really strong here, vindictive against John Cena for what some of the things that he said about them. This one... I don't like at all. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch against Damage Control. And Damage Control is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. It's going to be a six-woman tag team match. Now, they probably will have the legends, Trish, Lita, and Becky, win this match for the big pop. But Damage Control, either you break them up or you get them back into the title hunt. So, I do see them giving it to, like I said, the legends, but I don't like it. Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell. I want Finn to win this battle in the Hell in a Cell because it's time for Judgment Day to keep rolling. You can't step on their toes while they are gold. They are money right now. Then you got a women's final four-way tag team match, I believe, well, I know one of the teams is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. You got Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I forget the other two sets of young ladies, but we know that it's going to probably be Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey with the crowd booing them out of the damn building, but we, we shall see. You got Braun Strowman, also a final four-way tag team match. You got Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits, the Alpha Academy. Uh, I see the Alpha Academy actually breaking up in this one. There's Otis is distracted with that model thing, which I love. 
I hope that Otis turns on Chad, causes him the match to the Street Profits, and then you could actually have the Street Profits, Viking Raiders, and Braun and Ricochet go on to further battles to take up time on SmackDown, Raw, whatever, and pay-per-views. I believe that's good. You got the Usos, Jay and Jimmy, going up against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Now, I don't know. This one's kind of hard to call. Is the WWE ready to uh, relinquish the belts from the bloodline? Would the fans go crazy if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won? Sure they would. That would tear the fucking roof off the building. Sami Zayn has been the MVP. Him, Dominic, and Rey Mysterio have been the MVPs of the WWE for the last couple of months. And now, you know what? I don't know if Kevin and Sami need a belt. Because I think that they could drag this out to another pay-per-view or two. But I wouldn't be mad if Jay and Jimmy actually lost the belts and then it would cause some friction in the bloodline. Seth Rollins is going up against Logan Paul. They have this schedule for night one also. This is a Saturday night, uh, first night event. Uh, I see Seth Rollins has to beat Logan Paul. Logan Paul just has to put on a good show, but he really should not be beating Seth Rollins because this would slow Steph's roll again. You have to be very careful what you do with people's uh, characters, what you do with their brands, and how things are going. It's like Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE University Championship match. I am not a big Cody Rhodes fan. I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan, but I am a fan of Roman with Paul Heyman and him being the tribal chief and being acknowledged and running roughshod over everybody. Cody bores me. It's the same shit. It seems like all the time. Uh, do I think that they might actually swerve us and give Cody the, the belt? Even though I don't think Cody has done nothing as far as a WWE performer due to that injury to deserve to be the universal champion. He Okay, they had him win SummerSlam or King of the Ring or whatever the hell it was that got him this match. But Cody has not wrestled but maybe six matches in WWE. And if they give him the title, it, even though Roman might need a break right now, I think this is more of a, a coming over and signing with us and leaving AEW crippling them will help you achieve the Rhodes family dream. So the UFC is putting in their Hall of Fame, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Anderson the Spider Silva, Jose Aldo Jr., and Jens Little Evil Pulver. This is going to be the class of 2023, people. I have no problems with any of the four so far. Donald Cerrone, I really liked him. Uh, he never got that title. He had several title shots, but he always fell short. But I thought he was pretty damn good. Vita, if you look him up, he got a ton of records. I mean, the dude was, if he entered the ring, he entered the ring and tried to give you the best that he had. And you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, do I like the cowboy persona? No, I don't like anybody with the cowboy persona. As a black man in America, I don't like what it says to me. Uh, it's, I think it's bullshit. I, 
I'm super all-American and you're not. But as a fighter, I got no issues. So we had a UFC fight night. And this fight night was uh, Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. And Marlon Vera lost a split decision. I thought Marlon looked a little heavy, looked thicker than he normally does. But you know what? No problem. Macy Barber defeated Andrea Lee by split decision. I didn't really see this. I thought Andrea Lee had did enough to win this fight. And for her to lose on Dan Merkliata's card, three rounds to zip, when she held Macy Barber down for over two and a half minutes, basically the first and the second round, where Macy Barber was not getting anything off, didn't make sense to me. You also had Holly Holmes defeat Yana Santos on this card by unanimous decision. Was this one of the better cards? No. I think, once again, 2023 has been a pretty rough year of memorable fights for the UFC. Now, in two weeks, they're taking off next week because there's too much going on. You got the NCAA Final Four for men. You got the WWE WrestleMania. When the UFC comes back, I believe it's April 8th, it will be Alex Pereira versus Israel Alessandra 2. Pereira took Alessandra's title in the first fight. This is going to be a pay-per-view and ESPN Plus card. You're also going to have, and you know what? I like Alex to win fight two. Israel has turned me off lately. I don't like his bullshit. I don't like, I don't like his lack of aggression. And Pereira is aggressive, so I'm going to go with him. Gilbert Burns is going up against Jorge Moscovao. Hopefully, Gilbert Burns will bust Jorge Moscovao's ass. If not, we're going to have to deal with Moscovao talking massive amount of shit for the longest. Kevin Holland, who's been on a seesaw, a real roller coaster, is going up against Santiago Pastanabo. We got Rob Font fighting Adrian Yezen. Uh, Cynthia Calvino is fighting Lupe Gardinas. Chris Curtis is fighting Kelvin Gaslam, who I have not seen in God knows how long. Michael Chiesa is fighting Gene Lang. So this card is loaded. I mean, there are, Chase Sherman is fighting Chris Barnett. There are, uh, Michelle Watterson is Luna Pajara. This is a loaded card from top to bottom. It sounds worthy of pay-per-view and ESPN Plus, and this is going to be on April the 8th, or the, April the 7th, no, April the 6th, my goodness, Randall. So, we're going to see from there how that goes. The Texans have agreed to terms with running back Delvin Singletary. Texans also picked up the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz, on a one-year deal worth $9 million. Now, who the hell is going to be the quarterback for the Texans? They have the second pick in the draft. They look like they're looking for that little dude from Alabama. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But at least it looks like the Texans are trying to feel a better team. And the Jets signed McCole Hardman. So the Jets are trying to get wide receivers. They're trying to build up a good wide receiver core, plus having a good backfield. And 
we'll see where it's going with Aaron Rodgers. As you see, that I didn't spend too much time on Aaron because until Aaron does something, he's not worthy to be spoken of. Now, the NBA, these are just the games of the week, and other than that, I don't really like to talk about the NBA too much. Okay, so the NBA, we got the games of the week. Monday, you got the 76ers going up against the Nuggets. You got the Suns going up against the Jazz. And the season is getting very short, people. This is down to the wire, okay? We got the Heat going up against the Warriors. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, you got the Clippers versus the Grizzlies, who have Ja Moran back, and he's balling. You got the Heat versus the Knicks. Thursday, you got the Celtics versus the Bucks. Friday, you got the Lakers, who lost yesterday on the return of LeBron James, who was back, versus the Timberwolves. You got the Nuggets versus the Suns. You got the Mavericks versus the Heat. The Clippers versus the Pelicans, still no Zion Williams. Sunday, you got the 76ers versus the Bucks. The Warriors going to Denver to play the Nuggets. The Jazz come to Brooklyn to play the Nets. And next week, the title of my show is Cause I Can Go Out on the Air. I'll explain that to you next week. It's, it's just a preview. Cause I Can Go Out on the Air. I want you to enjoy as much music as you can. Tell me what you think about music. What does it feel like to you? Uh, you know what? Don't tell me. Tell yourself. Say thanks to some things that are outside of your own being. Some things that are outside of your own control. This is music is outside of your own being. It's outside of your own control. It, sometimes it just enters into your brain waves, your heart, your feet, your hands your hips, and you can't even stop yourself from moving. Some people can't stop themselves from crying. Some people can't stop themselves from reflecting. Music has control over human beings. It is meant to hit cores. It's meant to hit blood vessels and cells and membranes and things of that nature. And you know what? Like I said, I don't care what kind of music you like. You might like trap. You might like drill. You might like country. You might like salsa. You might like, I don't know. You might like R&B or blues or jazz. And there's nothing to ever be ashamed of because whatever hits you in your heart, whatever hits you in your soul, that's the right thing for you. I can't judge it. I won't judge it. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.